So I have to admit, this is fun. To see all the, the faces that we get to have here, to, to have a baptism, uh, to see God's littlest one encouraging us all to grow, grow, grow in the faith. It feels like Christmas to me, uh, so this is just a lot of fun. And we're going to take a little time and now and, and spend a, a little teaching time based on that gospel lesson that you just heard Mrs. Mueller read. Um, there's some good takeaway points for all of us. But what I'd like to do is just talk to the kids for just a moment. Boys and girls... Have you ever had a time where your moms and dads or maybe your grandma and grandpa or your aunts and uncles um, invited you to do something like go fishing or go to the park and, and swing on swings? Who here has ever had some time where their grown-ups in their life has done some fun things with them? Yeah? Did you ever tell them thank you for that? Yeah? Well, guess what? We're going to do that right now because when our grown-ups are doing that kind of thing, when they're taking us fishing, when they're going to the park, when they're letting us tackle them, right? They're telling us something that they want to spend time with us. And, and that's a beautiful thing. And, and so what I'd like you to do, if you're here with your moms and dads or your grandma and grandpas or aunts and uncles, you just give them a big old hug. Yeah, you can move in church. And you can just say, thank you for wanting to spend time with me. That's awesome. So remember that when you get into your teen years and your mom and dad want to take you fishing or some activity and you're like, do we have to, right? They want to spend time with you. And I think now that I'm a dad, I think I get that more. My dad took me out fishing five times as a kid. And I think the one time that uh, there was only one out of those five times where we actually caught fish. One time a cat stole our bait, so we had a cat do the fishing and it was just like, whatever. But I realize now what dad was doing. He was taking me to his favorite spots as he was a kid where he liked to fish. And he was telling me, Sean, I want to spend time with you. Even though he didn't say those words, uh, he was doing that. And that's really what our Bible lesson is all about. Um, and so I'm going to let uh, Hugh kick the lights down. And, and we're just going to kind of dive into so this teaching moment for just a little bit uh, for the next few minutes. We have this beautiful story in the scriptures that is very familiar to all of us. It's a story where, where there's a great big catch of fish. But it's a story that's more than just that fishing trip. And it's actually even a story that's more than what we as pastors will often do, is say, okay, Jesus tells Peter, you're going to be catching men, so church, you go out and start catching people for Jesus. It's part of the Bible lesson, but it's not the big takeaway that God wants us to have. So what, what's the lesson that God is teaching us? That's the, the thing that we get to dive into now as we hear about Jesus walking along a seashore of, of, a, of a place that's really hard to pronounce, Gennesaret, right? It's really the Sea of Galilee. It's where Jesus has been spending some time uh, doing teaching in the synagogue and, and, and preaching and, and healing people. And, and he's getting popular, so many people, there's more people when Jesus is talking than they're even here today. They're pressing in, they're elbow to elbow, and Jesus wants to talk to them, right? And so what he does is he looks over at Simon Peter, and he says, I'd like to use your boat. And he goes out, and he uses the boat as a pulpit, and he starts to preach and teach. But Luke doesn't tell us what Jesus is doing when he's preaching and teaching, 
Because that's not what Luke wants us to take away from the message. Actually, what Luke does in the next couple of verses is he, he tells a story where Jesus looks over at Peter after he's done teaching and preaching. He says, Peter, I want to go fishing. Well, no, he says, Peter, let's go out into the deep water. And Peter says, Lord, I, we've been out all night. Lord, we've been out all night and we haven't caught anything, but if you're telling me to do that, I'm going to do that. Now, why would Peter do this? Because he actually knows Jesus. He was introduced to Jesus by his brother, who said, his brother Andrew said, hey, Peter, we found the Messiah, and he started to follow Jesus uh, many months back. He was there with Jesus when Jesus turned water into wine. He was there in his mother-in-law's home when she was ill with fever, and Jesus healed her. So what's Peter doing now? He's back fishing. We're not told. All we know is that Jesus sees him and says, Peter, I want to take your boat out to the deep water. And I want you to lay your net down and there's going to be this tremendous thing that's going to happen. And actually, we get a miracle. There's a tremendous amount of fish that they have to haul in. Peter's trying to do it. Jesus is probably helping them right there also. And then he has to call over his partners, James and John, and they're trying to do this. And there's this great catch of fish. So much so that the nets are breaking and, and the boats are sinking. And, and Peter drops to his knees because he's afraid. But he's not afraid of the boat sinking. He's not even afraid that he's going to lose the fish because the nets are breaking. He's afraid because of the person who's standing in the boat with him. What? The person who's standing in the boat with him is the very one that God used to create the world. The word made flesh. Jesus, on the fifth day, said, let the seas be filled with fish. And so if he wanted to, he could have had all the fish just jump into the boat. But that's not what he did. He had Peter respond in faith, lower his nets, and then there was this great big haul. But Peter freaks out. He's scared. Why? because he realizes who he's in the presence with. And like the passage that we had from the Isaiah passage where Isaiah's in this great big temple and he sees God and there's this great train follow uh, of his robe and there's these beings flying around. He knows he's in God's presence and he freaks out. And he says, woe is me, I'm a man of unclean lips. I'm a sinner. And that's what Peter tells Jesus. Jesus, get away from me. Lord, get away from me, I'm a sinful man. Why do people do that? Because we recognize that we are imperfect human beings and we cannot stand in the presence of a holy God. We are going to be undone. And that's actually what Isaiah says. He says, woe is me. Peter's saying, Lord, I, I, I can't be in your presence. I'm a sinner. And you know what Jesus tells him? Peter, don't be afraid. You know what really is under those three words is a message like this. Peter, I came to spend time with you. I came because I want to have a relationship with you. I came, and I'm not angry with you. Yeah, you've made some mistakes, and no, actually, you're, it's more than mistakes. You're sinful since birth, since the time your mother conceived you. But I want you to know something, Peter. I'm going to take all that with me to the cross. Take all that with me to the cross. And your sins are going to be forgiven. And I'm going to help teach you and your life is going to change, and from now on you're going to be teaching other people about me. 
my brothers and sisters, young and old. That's the takeaway message today's gospel lesson. God wants to spend time with you. Maybe you're wrestling with that. But that's a beautiful thing to understand that your creator wants to spend time with you and he's given us access to him, not in a thundering voice, not in a scary presence, but in simple words written on pages, passed down through the ages so that we can get to know the love story that God has for us. And he used sinful human beings to write those words. It's God's word. They're infallible. They're true. But he used sinful people so that you and I can know that sinful people can spend time in the presence of God. And sinful people can do some tremendous things for God all through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's what your kiddos get to learn while they're here in this place. And that's what we get to learn every time we gather in this place. Jesus saying, do not be afraid. I'm not angry with you. I'm not mad at you. Yeah, you've made a few mistakes. Actually, you're sinful from birth from the time your mother conceived you. But I'm not going to hold that against you. I'm going to take all that with me to the cross. And I'm going to teach you. And I'm going to work with you. And your life is going to change. And yes, you will be using your life as a witness to start telling other people about me. How does that help us? Folks, we don't have to have our act together. We don't. We don't have to do that in order to earn God's love. We don't have to put plastic smiles on broken hearts when we lose a loved one. We can say it hurts. We can go through the challenges and trials of life and say this is hard. But we know that there's someone that's going to be there with us, walking us through how beautiful that is to know our creator wants to spend time with you. What's the takeaway message? God loves you. Jesus loves you. We just sang it. He wants to spend time with you. You're welcome here. Amen? Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard our hearts and lives in Christ Jesus. Amen. I'm going to invite-